Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time, and here with me of course is We Are Cats. Yo ho! And returning, Omega Kai. Hey, what's new? It's good to have you back. Yeah, okay, so we have a lot of wrestling to talk about, but uh, first things first, uh, Omega Kai wanted to talk about something really interesting, and we're going to use We Are Cats here as um, our test subject. I'm just not going to lie. So, alright, uh, so without further ado, Omega Kai, let it rip. To be honest, I forgot what was the topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you, it was about Kane. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember. Okay, um, it's about the double eagle belt and how he got retired. And the, the, I think I, I posed one good question: When did the double eagle belt retire? And if it retired after Kane won the championship, shouldn't he be the last person to actually? He won one of the few who actually hold it, or did he just hold the big eagle belt, the single eagle one? Or he just hold the uh, the other belt that Stone Cold, you know, used, which was the Broken Skull Rattlesnake one. And then, like, the question is, like, would Kane count as one of the few who hold the double eagle belts? Because there was like a point, you know, a limited point where there was no transition of belts. Hmm. I think it was during 1998 Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, they, it was, it's when Kane won the, you know. The first blood match where the Undertaker came out and you know he interrupted and caused Stone Cold to bleed. Right, I remember that. And the belt that was used at that time was a belt Stone Cold customly made that was not authorized by WWE. And he took it home with him. He still has it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they used the uh, single eagle belt, big eagle belt, but there was no really a transition to that belt or the other belt. Um, would technically Kane be a double eagle holder? Like Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Shawn Michael, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, mm-hmm. you know, the great 80s one, yeah. pretty much. The golden standard yeah. one of what WWE belts were. Yeah, which was, to be honest, that's like the second, second, or at least first, close to it, you know, yeah. arguably with the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. The, the most beautiful belt in wrestling history. Yes, of course. Would Kane, yeah, would Kane count as a holder? Well, I guess it depends on um, official records and also possession. Like, do these belts still exist, and does he have them? You know, if he, if you were to back it up, and also, um, I guess uh, many fans would, you know, or maybe even David Meltzer, would he count that as official if if King was the last one? Well, I mean, King wasn't the last one, obviously, but he was one of. The- in a transition of. Yeah. In the transition of. It was one of those points where it was like uh, all this stuff was going on that nobody bothered to do a ceremonial change. It was like a limited time. It was the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, they threw that crap away. Mm. Well, I guess you could say he is one of them, but quietly. You know, no pomp, no circumstance, just, you know... I did it, and attitude era, and whatever. Let's just keep going. 
Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a mute point in like WWE history because this transition and for this is a time when somebody decided to do a custom belt for the first time, and it was a surprise. And Vince McMahon didn't even know about it. It all happened. Where Stone Cold just brought it one day, mm. and there was no transition from the Wing Eagle. That's what it's called. I just remember that. Mm. To the uh, the Stone Cold Custom Belt, which wasn't authorized and not recognized as official. Yet they treated it like it was, and then the the, the big eagle came out. I guess after, and they didn't really have you know, like a change in ceremony to make that the official belt. Uh, like good example, but, like uh, what New Japan did recently. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh wait, that's ugly belt. I'm sorry. Yes. No, no, I, I know, I, I totally agree with you. They should, they should have kept the classic one. Yeah, that, what was that about? This this list is like okay. That's like maybe the fourth, the last ugly belt. The ugliest one's probably Jeff Hardy. Um, weird. Well, oh, belt. when the when the TNA went, yeah, Dragon Impact, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah but getting, getting back, I want to count Kane as a wing eagle champion and a lot of people were like technically he wouldn't be you know because he never actually touched it <laughs> you know what I mean well I guess once Vince found out I think probably the probable theory would be if you know since he found out he's like no nah, we got to make one our you know we want to make one our own so that we don't because um, you know Stone Cold made it that would be his property you know, in the backstage of a possible lawsuits or something like that. Oh, this is WWF property. No, it's not as mine. You know, that sort of thing. So in order to get through away with that real quickly, you know, just make a new one. But, you know, quick enough so that the people wouldn't get it. Unfortunately, the people that, you know, are alive today that were kids before, they got it. They, you know, the ones that really paid attention. Yeah, I mean, I understand it's like, it's one of those things where he, well, he had the he had a championship belt with the you know the big eagle on it, mm-hmm. but there was no transition to it. Yeah, yeah, like I said, they they did it super quiet and they wanted to do it super fast because uh, you know they didn't want to uh, validate Stone Cold's uh, belt, even though it was cooler looking. No, it was kind of weird because he was only champion for less than a day, really. Because the taping of Raw happened like what, fourteen hours later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like I said, they they had to do it real fast and real quick. But yes, yeah, one day we we count as a big double wing eagle champion. I would say yes, simply because um, he had it. He was champion, even though it was for a day. Yeah, I would count it. Good example, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Tommy uh, I mean, yeah, you gotta put him on though. That's the the gift. Yeah, he never, never wore it during the EC era before he went to WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he was gonna wear it, that's when uh, Jesse Incredible came yeah. in and challenged him for it and won. Famous. Yeah, but still, nevertheless, he was champion. You gotta give him that. So I would I would say yes to Kane. Yeah, I would say he was the last one. Um, even though if it was just, a, you know, for that very short amount, even if it was, it was like, like a couple hours, you know. And the fact that the rules in that matter are gray. Pretty much. You know, nowadays it isn't. You know, it's a clear, there's a clear, 
goings on, but back then it was, you know, gray. It was new. But it, but, but, but it does bring up a good point. Uh, um, well, it does, it does bring up the rumor though that um, remember the hardcore belt. Yeah. A lot of yeah, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people say that that was what that was what was left over of the of the double eagle, the double wing eagle uh, belt, or the, or the single wing belt. So that kind of, even though WWE supposedly said that no, it's not true. Um, there has been evidence that yeah, when there's when when they asked Vince, oh, do you have all the belts like in your house? Um. Vince would never reply with a solid yes. He would just chuckle and just like try not to. <laughs> How about those oranges? Uh, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of weird because it's you know, it, you know that, that belt, even though it looked weird, popular, everybody calls it as the Bret Hart belt. Hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, it, 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 that's why everybody calls it. I mean, it's, 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 ironically, you know, Shawn Michaels was the most popular. He held it like what three times. Mm-hmm. It was still called the Bret Hart belt because that was like the workhorse belt. Mm-hmm. You know, after um, Montreal Screwjob, had it. He made it like um, he made the belt mean something again. So yeah, that's say what our guys did. They just that when he when he held it, it was help he prestige. For it. Yeah, yeah, because he, he took a drain after both left. And he carried that belt forever. He was like the workhorse of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the same way with uh, the Rock and Stoke Cold Feud for the IC belt. Made it relevant again. Yeah, the Rock. The Rock in general. His IC feud with everybody. Uh, Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Triple H. Like, even when you started out, people booed him. Yeah. The yeah. IC content themselves in there. Yeah, because you got to remember, back during that time, the, the IC belt was just like laughing stock belt you know to like to let anybody hold on to it and didn't mean anything anymore until you know the rock had it and then he started having those legendary feuds for that belt yeah yeah pretty much it's kind of it's kind of like a there's no there's no clear transition of uh, belt lineage mm-hmm. they just made it because in between you know during the Vince Russo era mm-hmm. everything's like a blur Oh yeah, like a big <laughs> smudge of a blur. That's pretty much what it was. And much slam retired two thousand seven. Wow, I'm just looking at all the all the cool belts got retired. Yeah. They, they keep bringing back the European one. Hmm. Yeah, I heard that. I heard now that the European belt is now the the NXT UK Heavyweight Championship belt now. Which is good. Yeah. I'm. They bring it back. They bring back the first. The greatest European champion of all time, though. You know, to transition it. You know what I'm talking about. D'Lo Brown. <laughs> yeah. He represents Sweden, Germany, Hungary, France. Yeah, I, I'll never forget it when he won that belt. that the, the, the European belt. And I was like, wait. So does he represent Europe now? <laughs> I was like, Austria, D'Lo, yeah. D'Lo Brown, man. <laughs> Eastern Europe. Yeah. Had a hero that, that two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but going back to like the New Japan belt, the new New Japan belt, like, yeah, I agree with you. It, it is a horrible looking belt. 
I think it's in my top three of like the most ugly looking belts ever. Yeah, it, the ceremony over it too. Um, when they uh, they showed it, it was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, good champion, not good belt. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the old belt better. Oh no! Yeah, it's like even like. It's funny. It's just a it's just a IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Champion belt that only made that transition, not the Junior or the uh, U.S. Champ. Hell, the U.S. Uh, champion belt looks a hell of a lot better than the than the IWGP belt. Well, okay, the U.S. to be fair looks like the OWCW one. Yeah. Which was a good looking belt already. Oh no! Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I a good know. belt. Did they do that? Uh, okay, the New Japan belt. Did they do that on purpose just to become more like marketable, like WWE would be? Yeah, the I, big WWE in it instead of the ego or the globe or the you know. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah, I think. That, yeah, I think they did that because they're right now with uh, New Japan USA is actually getting a lot of momentum, a lot of really good momentum, and um, they just had. Uh, the Tom Lawrence become the first ever inaugural U.S. Um, open weight heavyweight champion, and yeah, that belt looks really yeah. nice. So I, 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 I don't like it. I think it was more like a okay. I hate to say this. It seems like it was a belt made for Tekken, <laughs> <laughs> like an Evo or something. Yeah, it's more like a. Uh, you go with the customization, you pick that and put him on King, Armor King. He's not wearing the typical belt. Yeah. It's, not, it's more like a side belt. Like, it's still on this day because it'll be on this outfit kind of thing. Yeah, that show off. <laughs> accessory, in other words. Yeah, it's an accessory. It's like, it's missing a, a flying butterfly on his back. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then... And then next day, you gotta wear the regular belt. You know, you take the belt, fly out, you gotta go out, party. <laughs> Maybe put like a little uh, toy turning knob thingy, you know. Right. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like a tech and good customization. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I gotta agree. Yeah, no, I have to agree. I have to agree. It's just an accessory belt. A gimmick belt, it looks well, I, like. I mean, hopefully they'll switch it out. I hope so too. You know, I, I really do. I really hope. I really do hope so that they do because, like I said, like the tag teams, the never, the the open, uh, the open weight belt. Hell, even the King of Pro Wrestling gimmick belt is a hell of a lot better than the new IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. Yeah, and that's a gimmick belt. All three on them. Yeah. So it's just crazy. To be honest, I think they should take the old. Um, Transformers or Decepticon badge. 
<laughs> they took okay, like you know how the the old uh, the the old the previous IWGP it had the it has like you know the names of, of the names of the winners of the years. Yeah, kind of like a Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Style. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, so we don't have Brock Lesnar on it no more. Yeah, it doesn't have that, and also too like the uh, um, the IWGP, like the font and everything looks kind of yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. So yeah, so yeah, it, it, that that clearly is like you know in my top three of the of ugliest belts that I've seen. Yeah, but the work, okay, the United States belt looks beautiful. Though. No, it does. It really does, and I, I'm surprised because they're like they're really pushing into the in, into the United States. Um, they're pushing hard. They're pushing hard, and which is funny because they're being more successful here in the West Coast. Like yeah, when, it's when very, it's, I mean, the, the, the United States belt very American. It's like we look at it, you think of like, man, that's like Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but he's the, all horrible racist president, but he's all president. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. but but the but yeah, the belt was good. But like, um, in terms of like ratings and stuff like that, and the demographic, it was like uh, uh, here in the West Coast. There's like a lot of people watching it in the West Coast, um, the New Japan USA, compared to like the East Coast and stuff like that in the Midwest. So like, they're getting like. They're getting an audience here. They're trying to build on it, and especially too with uh, the Forbidden Door with uh, with AEW. And there has been rumors that they they're going to try to bring over either Bullet Club or bring some of the big wrestlers from New Japan to come over and wrestle once in a while at at, um, at AEW. And no, Suzuki. Um, one of the names is Minoru Suzuki, but also um, they said that maybe Jay White, the G.O.D., um, Kota Ibushi, uh, even... Um, Finjuice, maybe? Not, well, Finjuice, they, they're the Impact champ, Tag Team Champions. Um, Kazuchika Okada, they say that they want to do uh, uh, Okada and Omega one more round. They should. I mean, they're pretty much like the new Bret Hart Shawn Michaels of Japan right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be honest, the Rago, if, if you watch them all, they don't have the animosity. Well, I don't know what they don't, but the backstory, you know. Mm-hmm. They just got a good history of fighting the shit out of shit. So that's, oh, that's yeah. No, it's true. Like, even even with uh, Dave Meltzer and uh, a lot of people saying that this, this like, this, their uh, bouts. Their series of matches is considered to be better than um, Flair and Steamboat. Yeah, I mean, a, a close contender, I, you probably agree or disagree, mm. is uh, Ibushi versus Osprey. Yes. Yeah. They're, um, to be honest, even though they're all high flyers, fast, and, you know, do all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. that's magnificent. <laughs> the best thing they do to get together is the simplest thing slap matches. <laughs> oh yeah their side matches are like wow it's like forget fancy you know put corkscrew flips I'm gonna slap you upside down <laughs> <laughs> no you if you want if you want to see a good slap match you, uh, yeah. last year if uh, last year in the um yeah that's the one I just saw 
he was on Tree of Walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just slapped each other, and, and Osprey just drop kicked him into the face on the um, bottom ring. Yeah. <laughs> he ended. Yeah, those two alone are, I guess, pretty close rivalry, like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart style. Yeah. Like, I mean, who's going to win at this time? Mm-hmm. No, but I was going to say, like, um, the G30 Climax, watching Bushi going against, um, what was it, uh, Suzuki, mm-hmm. they had a hell of a slap match, those two. Yeah, I know. Well, he had to eclipse what he did with, um, with Osprey, so. Yeah, no, it was too good. The slap match with Yami Bushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he created news on standard. Yes. You know, Oh, what was his name? Uh, the, the, the Kenta has the shops. He mm-hmm. created a new standard of shops. <laughs> yeah. Rick Flair started it, but his is a different standard now. Yeah, and like the closest to like uh, Kenta Kobashi's slaps would be Walter. Walter, he has that uh, that flat wide arm that makes that smacking sound. It's yeah, like Kobashi. Yeah, it, you can see the blood. Um, Oh, I mean, we, we see the blood vein on the chest, like popping, like oh. at least five minutes later when the bruising starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When he, uh, yeah, when he hits, man, he, oh man, it reminds me of, of uh, Kobashi versus um, Mafune. I was thinking more of a. Okay, it was during the. We call it uh, Kurt Angle versus uh, Bobby Roode. Oh! With Bobby Roode's chest is pretty much all. At the next day, it was all purple. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And Bobby Roode lost that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was just crazy. That was bloody good. All right. Well, moving right along from that, um, Dark Side of the Ring season three. Um, it's been announced that the season premiere is going to be on May 6th, and it's going to be a two-parter. And the first episode, like the first, the first episode is going to be May 6th. The second episode is going to be May 9th, and the first two-part episode is going to be around Brian Pillman. Oh, wow! Brian Brian Pillman. Yes. So, what do you think of that? Wait, 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 which um, controversy of Brian Pillman are you talking about? The, I think the they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna do it like how the way Ben, like how they, how they did Benoit. Well, I mean, the two part for Benoit. Meaning about his, um, his um, untimely death. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so it's yeah. not about uh, the stuff where he he shooted on um, the kid on Sullivan and left to go ECW, and he, pretty much I think they were hoping he was filed then and returned to WWE. I mean, to WCW. And then instead he said, screw WCW, I'm going to WWE for WWF. Yeah, they're going to do all of that. They're going to talk yeah. about all that. That's, well, yeah, that's two separate things, though. If you, yeah. One, one or the others would fit the whole entire, you know, season one, season plus, episode one, episode two. Yeah, they're, they're doing, that's a two-parter. It's a two-parter episode. Uh, I don't know. Or the part where, um, or the third one where he, is, he has a first time ever WWE used a storyline pop gun. But the first and only time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's also the thing he did, too. He, he incorporated a live weapon, and people were calling the police on it. 
actually really good on the mic when he when he had to do uh, um, color commentary. He was really good. Yeah. He was really really good. You know, I mean, he was great. He was he was real good. That's why Stone Cold wanted to stay with him with the Hollywood Blondes. Yep. And then when Stone Cold got fired, that was and they, they pushed Pillman. Pillman left, and ironically, y'all met them. Yeah, and the and there was there was um there was rumors that he wanted to bring he wanted to do the Hollywood Blondes again uh, into WWE, um, but um, I think Vince was like, nah. I think it's like like it's too late for that to do a reunion for the Hollywood Blondes, mm-hmm. and that too. Like, I think that I think it was that time too when um. I think Cornette and McMahon were like butting heads again. They all butt heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, okay. The first episode was Brian Pillman. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that A and E's first, um, like you know, the Bob John wrestler was Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. It's like it was, it was like perfect timing. that will be these two. You know, because Stone Cold talked about Brian Pillman. Yeah. And he, because he has that necklace that he gave him, he still wears all the time. That iconic, you know, that steel necklace he wear. Mm-hmm. Brian Pillman gave him during the Hollywood Blonde days. He still wears it. Yeah. So it's it's, it's, it's funny how it's like it was timing or it was coincidence or they planned it like that. Like eighty, like the Bobby Pillman Stone Cold was the first one to air, mm-hmm. and then the Dark Side of the Ring will be the Brian Pillman one. Yeah. It's, it's unique. Oh yeah, it's unique, and um, especially to, oh, yeah, and and also too um. Speaking about this, about Brian Pillman and uh, Stone Cold, um, if you ever listen to AEW's Unrestricted podcast, uh, two weeks ago they had the Varsity Blondes, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Griff Garrison, and he, Brian Pillman Jr. said that he actually wanted Stone Cold. He 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 wanted Stone Cold to come in to AEW, but act like a coach and kind of like do like the Hollywood Blondes, but like how, do the whole Hollywood Blonde stick, but like with what their what their what their gimmick is going on is the varsity blondes. Um but um yeah, I hasn't heard a response yet from uh Stone Cold about that. Well it's one of those things where you guys be protected that the Stone Cold Steve Austin image has to be protected as the, the you know, toughest SOB, their Texas route, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't bring back his old Hollywood blonde, I'm the pretty boy. I'm stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> oh no, he wasn't. He uh, it was uh, Brian Pillman said he didn't want um, stunning Steve Austin to come. He wanted Stone Cold to come in as Stone Cold and try to, you know, be like their yeah, coach, their mentor. That, that's a, that defeats the points of them being a varsity blonde. Yeah. Right. In that case, they should change their name to like the uh, what the erratic behaviors. I don't know. Joe <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man and Stone Cold were like two erratics that somehow. Rome and then eventually bounce back together in the same square circle. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, speaking of which, with the Brian Pillman thing, he, 
the, the question I was asked with the angle with the uh, Marlena and Goldust, they should at least try to finish it, but they just left it hanging. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Because remember the stipulation was um, before the you know one of the matches where Brian Pillman he when he won. He'll get Marlena for 30 days and 30 nights. Kind of like these proposal angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he beat um, Pillman, and the next day, you know, you know, they, Pillman died. So, and they, and they were supposed to renew their vows live, right? Right. So, I mean, like far story angles. Mm-hmm. And I get Pillman supposed to interrupt or something like that. But I thought they should at least, um, but they dropped it completely. And they don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, I thought they would try to close it, and said, you know, well, but instead they uh, they just dropped it, kind yeah. of like the death of Mr. Man thing. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It. So this is like the first time that that's the first time that they did kayfabe <laughs> was really really broken by the company, not the characters, not the wrestlers. Yeah. So I mean that, that that's that was my opinion. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think that was kind of like their first death of K-Fate. I mean, death of K-Fate. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah, and then, um... Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But then again, you know, like, they say that they, they're going to have, um... They're going to have a lot... Of, they say that they, they're having a lot of people talking about Brian Pillman on, on, this, on this, this two-night episode. So, who knows? They might, they might get Dustin and... Ask them, you know, how come they couldn't, they didn't finish it, you know? Yeah, Dustin, Brett, or, uh, yeah, Brett's only, that's sad. Brett's the only last the foundation of that. Yeah. Mm. And, wow, it's like, it's like the epiphany. Brett Hart is the last the Hart foundation. Because he still has hate for Hogan. That's, so, Hogan was the first, followed by, Oh, and then Davey and then Nyhart. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he was the first of the heart, I mean, the heart foundation that she passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... They should do an episode of the heart foundation. <laughs> oh, no, they're doing... They're, no, um, one of the other... One, uh, one of the other episodes they're going to be doing is um, Dynamite Kid. Yeah, that one. Like, like his his career, like the 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 rise and fall of the Dynamite Kid. Yeah, yeah, I saw him, him being bitter and all that. But I think lately he's been uh, still alive, isn't he? Like, no, I think he passed away. Yeah, he passed away. But his daughter, I heard, was one of the up and, and the coming wrestlers. Yeah, I've heard about that too. Yeah, I even heard that. Um, what was it the second Tiger Mask? No, like second or third Tiger Mask. Um, said that if she was ever to come to Japan to look him up and like she'll train her, like he'll train her. Uh, so they relive um, the greatest, the New Japan match ever before the Strong Style. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, but yeah, that was a missed opportunity for WWE. I mean, with Diamond Kid there, he was he. To be honest with you, he was like the early Chris Benoit. It, the style, yeah. that, that, that intensity. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want them, but they used them like with a gimmick with the Bulldogs. Yeah. And they made him like a sidekick. In reality, he's like the guy who's like the, 
the go-to guy to reform and carry a match. That would have been down my kid, not the British Bulldog. Yeah. But the Bulldog had that look, you know, the Vince love, that the superhero look. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Vince is going to be Vince, you know. Mm. That's the 80s. Pretty much. Oh, and now. So. Okay, what's next? Okay. Dark Side of the Ring. talk about Dark Side of the Ring being positive. Yeah. Christian was dead. That was awesome. Yeah. like, murder, wow. Yeah, but the irony is that the, the one that turned that attitude around is uh, the life and crimes of New Jack right after Benoit. No, man. The life and crime of New Jack was just basically like... That was dark comedy, though. Yes. Yeah. It was. No, it turned that frown all around but made you happy at the same time. That's not supposed to happen. Well, when, yeah, when you did that to Smoochie right then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was trying to kill him. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Oh, New Jack. Is there part two for New Jack? <laughs> a lot of people are saying that they should just they should like do do like a like do a reality show about New Jack, like follow him around, see what he does and stuff like that. Uh, New Jack and the gangsters. Yeah. 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 That's Cornet for you, man. Cornet, oh, Cornet. Smoky Mountain. Yep, that's Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Oh. Smoking something off the ground. And uh, pencil shavings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And even the Sandman was like, no, no, I'm alright, that's okay. That's <laughs> uh, why uh, that's where Dio started, too. Like, he doesn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, he, he just came from Germany that, that year. From you know, Via Austria. And he went to Smoky Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a black story. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> okay, okay. So up next, uh, Impact Wrestling's Rebellion tomorrow night is going to be a historical match. Um, so we're just going to get. It's AEW presenting Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because Tony Khan's richer. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can't, we can't lie. <laughs> That's what it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it it's and it's, it's good, but at the same time, don't don't pretend like it's not there. Like, it's not Impact. It's AEW presenting Impact. <laughs> Pretty much. Or they said like uh, Impact Wrestling blah, 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 presented by AEW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we're just gonna read off the card. What's gonna be on for tomorrow night, and you know, make a decision. Uh, card subjects to change, and what I say is not in particular order. Okay, so first up next is the ta- first is the tag team match for the knockouts for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions. We have Fiver, Fire and Flavor uh, going against uh, Jordan Grace and Raquel. Rachel. Oh, Ellering. Rachel. Rachel Ellering. Yeah. So, what do you think? Um, 
me or yeah you yeah you I got big for going you know I, I, I like thick girls so Grace <laughs> I, just, I don't care if she's you I just love her <laughs> she did she can't she can't hold her own I'm gonna say this like she can't hold her own and I think it's time to put up to put a belt on her because uh, I, I, I want to see what she can do with it with a belt and so I think no, this is for the uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship. I know, but um, it seems like she could be a heavyweight contender for the Team Impact belt. The second woman's champion. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing her doing that, but I would say like this would be a great opportunity for her to have a belt and like see where she can, if she can, uh, you know, elevate the uh, elevate those belts more to, to a new level. So I, I, would, I would like to see Grace win. I would like to see Grace win, too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you... But she's a veteran. She could put yeah, the newcomer over. True. It's uh, Paul Elgin's daughter, so it's... Well, he put her over. And, you know, mm-hmm. elevate her. Yeah. When, when Grace is already there, she don't need to do any much. I mean, she can get the belt be too easy. Yeah. You know, she's like Bret Hart. She got lose to either Diesel once in a while. Or you like, Shawn Michaels losing to Sid. It's like, it's near to the transition. Right. But you want Jordan Grace to be a transition there. You want her to be more like the transcendent more. Yeah. Because Rachel Eller is debuting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think Rachel, despite the fact that in the wrestling role, like Taz debuting against uh, Kurt Angle, he ended a 10 winning streak. Yeah. I, I want Jordan to win, but I think Rachel Eller is going to win. Yeah. So that's wrestling logic to me, so. No, that's true. Okay. <laughs> okay. So up next we got is a eight man tag team match. We have uh, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack going against Violent by Design, which is Eric Young, Diener, Joe During, and Rhino. Quick question: What happened to uh, you know um, the Chris Saban's tag team partner? Uh, let's see. Uh, Oh, Alex Shelby. Um, yeah. yeah, Alex Shelby. No, he's out. He has an injury. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, man, that's my hope for the, the rematch of AEW and Impact. Mm. Yeah, Young Bucks versus um, Machine Guns. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's an eight-man tag, right? Yeah. To be honest, I like any of them. I like all of them. It's, uh, James Storm in general. Where was James Storm? Okay, so, <laughs> so Storm, yeah. yeah. I think the good guys are gonna win. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, it kind of is a filler match, but they but they're gonna be high flying or stuff like that, so it'll be all right. They'll just give it to the. Well, the high flyer wouldn't be like the old school guy, like Brian. Um, oh, no, yeah. like, be like Eric Young. Mate. I'm surprised he's in this. He should be like a heavyweight contender, and um, and Adina. and Joe Doring is like. These are old old guys, and yeah, the other are like all vets, but they're really young still. Mm-hmm. And the only team gonna win, or Willie Max team. Yeah. Then we have oh. the oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, hopefully I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm. I see a face wins in a while. Yeah, that's true. Then we have the last man standing match between Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan. 
it's one of those like okay yeah like I said with uh what's her name with Jordan Grace and um Hillary it's to put the newcomers over mm-hmm. Calhoun is the bet I think Trey Miguel's gonna win yeah I was mm-hmm. thinking the same too on that one Like I've seen, I've, I've, like I said, I've seen Sammy Callahan do a hell of a, a lot with like a lot of last man standing matches. This is like his bread and butter, but also um, this is where he also elevate the other guy he's with. So Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though um, Shawn Michaels lost, he was the one that everybody remembers. Yep. Because <laughs> he, he did that dive off the ladder. Uh huh. Yeah, it's one of those. The loser is really the champ. Yeah, that's true. Matt. Okay. Uh, next we have a regular singles match between Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. I know nothing about these guys, but I heard of Cardona before. But that's with the trash back incident recently happened. But that's a different Cardona, right? Right. <laughs> We'll probably just give it to Cardona. I'm just picking this up. It's similar to the producer who sent Mickey James. No, 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 he's not related. Are they related? No, they're not related. (laughs) I was about to say, it's like, uh, if you said, oh, yeah, they're related, I would have been like, wait, what? So he sent him, like, his relative a trash bag of his stuff, too? Flip a coin on this one, so I can go for either. No, one. I think it's in Cardona, yeah. and because Kurt Hawkins, I mean Brian Myers, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just came in, and the the, the rider, the beat, he's what well, the wave, you know, they want to ride a wave a lot. Yeah, because he's only. Because a lot of people don't realize Matt Cardona is rider for the WWE. Yeah. That name is so like way off of what everybody remembers. Because Zack Ryder was pushed to be um, next John Cena one time by the fans, and WWE squashed it. So, well, yeah, because he put himself over without WWE's help. I know. Big whoop. Yeah. Who knew you could do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, yeah. Didn't he do that again with him somehow? Yeah. Well, because he he only he 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 only, he did he's not signed full time with Impact, so he's he's going to be wrestling here and there. He might go back to AEW. It was like like a short term, not long term deals. So are you doing like longer terms, like uh, back in the days? No, no, no. Like when he was with AEW, he only did uh, a couple months, and then he left to do Impact. So he might do from Impact. He might go to ROH. Because I heard that he that I heard that he was in talks with ROH, and I also oh. heard and I also heard that he was also in talks for New Japan in terms of doing New Japan uh, US uh, Strong Style USA. So he's basically he's like a journeyman. Yeah. So he's basically yeah he's basically doing that like doing the territories. Okay, he's, he's doing old school stuff. Yep. All right. He's the uh, current Bobby Eaton of his. The 2000s. Yep, pretty much. But it's very Wyndham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
the new millennium. Yeah. I'm so old. Nobody gets this. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I got it. God, now you're making me feeling old. <laughs> okay, but by that logic, you're right. The Brian Myers should win. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we <Never> have... <laughs> Next, we have the three-way match for the Impact X Division Championship between champ Ace Austin with uh, Madman Fulton versus Josh Alexander versus TJP. Same here. I think it's too soon to drop to for him to drop the belt. Yeah, he. he you know what he, he reminds me of? Uh, hmm. He's like a makeshift pro wrestler, but his gimmick seems like a YouTuber type. Yeah. It's kind of weird because he started in combat zone wrestling, so this is. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. Like, you look him, he seems like he just like out. You know, he just came into the world wrestling. Yeah, like I, I would, I would leave it with uh, Austin because the, I got nothing against TJP or Josh Alexander. I just think it's too early for to take the belt off of him, and I think he can elevate the uh, the belt and division to another level. Just give it some time and maybe a worthy opponent as well. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because uh, the TJ he's actually uh, older but less veteran, I guess. Yeah. And he, the guy started out as manic. I don't even remember that. So. Mm-hmm, I remember. Well, I mean, I remember him as manic from, uh, from, from, from the TNA days. Uh huh. With, with the mask on, it's, it's kind of it was kind of weird. Oh yeah. He, but he is the uh, the tenure wrestler in TNA right now. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't see it, you know, anything against him getting the belt. It seems like if he gets the belt, it makes sense also. Mm-hmm. So now he gets it, but I, I think like Ace Austin longevity purpose. The fact that he's he can do a you know kind of like a art. I keep I keep, I keep bringing this up. Shawn Michael, and that's like the main storyline motif. Now. You gotta be a Bret Hart. You gotta be a Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You, you gotta be the you gotta be the mature guy. You gotta be the, the guy who's like who's want to be free. Want to be the guy who has standards. Want to be the guy who's like, hey man, I give everybody. Yeah. Right. That, that stuff goes on. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, Perkins and Austin. I don't know why the third guy is there, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Uh, what's his name? Josh Alexander. I forgot who that is. He's the guy who, who's supposed to be like a Canadian Kurt Angle, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay. But he, I, I see him wrestle one time with his partner, right? Mm hmm. With the North? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I, I remember just Ethan. Ethan Page was his partner. I don't remember as much. Yeah. Maybe it's just time to shine. Just for that. Purpose. Maybe. Yeah. Shine without the shadow of Ethan Page. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's all I have to say about that match. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we have a singles match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. We have uh, Duna Purazzo Champ. Versus Tennille Dashwood, who's accompanied with Caleb with a K. Uh-huh. 
I would keep it on Parazio. The Parazio? Mm-hmm. Is the deal officially with Impact, though? Um, don't know yet. I think she's still. I think she's still doing uh, part time. I would say that I. I, I think she is doing part time. But there are rumors that are saying that either she's going to be going to AEW or unless if Impact can give her a deal that's like, yeah, you can go wrestle at AEW. Kind of like with Thunder Rosa with uh, NWA. Yeah, it seems like, no, I mean, she, I haven't seen anything anywhere else besides her ROH days. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised she didn't go back to ROH. They're, um, she said because they're, re, they're, they're redoing the whole women's division over there. They dropped the ball on that one. I don't know what happened with ROH and Women's Division. It's a horrible booking. Yeah, but Impact also has also great women's you know division, so yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I'm assuming she's well, she's permanently Impact Wrestling, so I think we might just give her the belt. Maybe. No, I'm not give her. Maybe make her no. Yeah. Storyline wise, transition her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frazzo. She just got there too. She just got to Impact, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And which is funny too because Tyra Valkyrie is in NXT now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is, and she needs to lose some weight. <laughs> what happened? She's doing a good job too. She lost a lot of weight. COVID. Oh, maybe. Well, husband's there, so it makes sense. Yeah. It was kind of. Yeah, I. I, I think Prato got because of. Uh, the news and hype, mm-hmm. and Up next, we have for the uh, tag team match for the Impact's World Tag Team Championship, we have uh, Finn Juice of Dave Finley and Juice Robinson of New Japan Pro Wrestling, who are the current uh, Impact World Tag Team Champions, going against the Good Brothers with Doc, uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. <laughs> I mean, this is the AEW part, right? Okay. Yeah. So this is the whole pretty much. Uh-huh. Sorry, right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think the AWS lose one for them not to let their championship guy, I mean, the next card, mm-hmm. lose. So I think they might lose this one and win the other one. Yeah. I, that has nothing to do with who's a better for me. It's just booking, you know, storyline. Yeah. Not to overshadow. Also, Juice yeah. Robinson. I like Juice Robinson. And I thought Dave, Dave Finley. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised in um, Impact Wrestling or uh, <laughs> To be honest... No, it's 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 not only that too, but when they went back to Japan with the Impact uh, belts, they they had like a Conquering Heroes return. Yeah, that's, that's a surprise. It's yeah, like, like the, the New Japan. I don't know what they dropped all the juice. It's like man, he, he was on momentum to be like at least the next uh, we call it the Intercontinental. Because the game in the United States won. It's like, 
Yeah, well, he is still con- well, he is still considered to be the top um, uh, top foreigner wrestler, top gaijin over there. Um, him and Finn, uh, Finley. Yeah. But I think what I think the momentum kind of like was took was taken away from a little bit when Mox became a free agent. No, yeah, true. I mean, I understand that, but I mean, yeah, just Robbins and Finley—they were loyal to New Japan. They didn't really roam anywhere else. Oh, they still are. They still are. They. They yeah. signed. They signed an extension, both of them. So. Yeah, but yeah, now they're with Impact, so, and they're Impact. Like, I know you're not really ours per se, but we can make you champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. then the Good Brothers, and they're working with the Good Brothers. It's really a New Japan match. You think about it. Yeah, so they're gonna have a New Japan wrestling match. So, there's no, yeah. Cause so it's gonna be like a thirty-five minute long brutal match. I guess probably. <laughs> the audience will be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it will be like New Japan. Match. Yeah, I hope so. All right, and so the last match of the night, the main event match, is a winners takes all match for for the Impact uh, World Champion and the AEW World Champion. Uh, Rich Swan representing Impact will be going against Kenny Omega representing AEW with Don Callis on the side and there's rumors that JR and Tony Schiavone is going to be there announcing this match I'm surprised they don't have a, uh, a co-announcement like have a separate announce team just one for AEW perspective one for the Impact perspective mm-hmm. or you could you know just have a reunion with uh, just have JR with Josh Again. <laughs> hey, Josh. Josh Matthews. Yeah, well, well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think this one is the best opportunity for Khan to turn heel and interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and that way he can save, he can steal the Impact Championship and take the AEW. And become like the Eric Bisch, Eric Bischoff. I took the ECW champion away from you. I mean, the <laughs> Impact champion away from you. Kind of thing. This is like the best opportunity for I mean, no, not James Conn. <laughs> Tony Conn. Turn heel. Oh, yeah. That was classic wrestling. You, 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 and you know what would be funny if it does come out to be true that way James Conn no no no. <laughs> Tony Conn just turns heel and like you and you know like when he was cutting these promos he's like I'm not a carny I'm not gonna be a carny I'm not gonna be like that one guy over there sitting on a mountain I'm not a carny guy <laughs> and, he, and he ends up being one James <laughs> <laughs> Conn bro that's why he's Tony Conn disguised as James Conn <laughs> <laughs> Attacks. Which one with a chair? <laughs> oh and man! Funny. And then uh, they threw in the ref. The ref turns out to be the, 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 the guy was screwed. Red Hart. Uh, <laughs> oh, Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner. Or his twin and brother. Had, and he had an AEW um, referee shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Like layers of betrayal. <laughs> oh. Omega puts on top shit. <laughs> oh man! No, no, that, that's uh, is, is that too much, Ants? <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy booking, ladies and gentlemen. Fantasy booking. 
Well, I think they'll probably they'll probably give it to Kenny Omega to keep the the legitimacy of AEW because after all, besides um, AEW World Champion, he holds the Triple A Mega Champion belt. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you see what AJ tried to do um, when you get the, uh, uh, the you know, leaving TNA thing. Yeah. Austin Aries. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Aries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm. All right, then, folks. So there we go. There you have it. That's it for another edition of eight of uh, Retro Shoots. Yeah, I bought that. Okay. Um. So yeah, so we got another edition of Retro Shoots. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for Omega Kai to join us again. Yeah, that's the best line. Yeah, Shirai, if you're heard that, that's beef between you and Omega Kai. I'm just the middle man. Alright, so until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Have a great week. Have a wonderful time. And next week, we'll we'll talk about what we thought about Rebellion next week. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Yo-ho! I love cats.